You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Well, they're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. Everybody wants a dinosaur. Open the phone, get on the floor. Everybody wants a dinosaur. Hey guys, I'm excited to talk about this one tonight. We're talking about Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I'm so excited, Eric. How are you? I, I hope you enjoyed that opening song. You've been singing that song, I think, for more than just the week leading up to this. I, I want to say almost the second chapter of your life. <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that. Yep. Why we? <laughs> why did we, we decide to do Mario Brothers again? We're doing Mario Brothers because of what's going on in the world right now uh, with COVID-19. We, uh, I mean, we got to do something, so let's do video game movies. And I'm excited because, Eric, I know you've seen this before. Ryan has never seen it, but he's heard of everything about this movie. So I'm, like, really super excited to hear Ryan's total opinion about well, this Well, expectations movie. going in, Ryan? What? please uh expectations low and expectations met <laughs> yeah yeah let's uh i think we had decided to do this because we were talking about oh it was uh, the great debate uh for one of our weeks where we had to do the coin flip over sonic the hedgehog and birds of prey birds of prey that's right and it turned out that sonic ends up being the highest grossing video game movie to date and on the opposite end of that spectrum, the worst movie, uh, I don't think it's the worst grossing, but certainly critically considered one of the worst video game movies of all time, Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers was made for $46 million and only grossed 20 You're telling me that one of the Resident Evils have not done worse than that? You're telling me one of the Mortal Kombats have not done worse? Oh, where, oh, wait, hold on, let's look up uh, Double Dragon. I mean, Double Dragon probably, but Mario Mario was made for $46 million. You have to understand, this is the first video game movie ever produced. Uh, motion picture based off of a video game property. And one uh, like Mario and the Super Mario Brothers, It's this is one of those temple productions. If you think about the $40 million budget, Batman 89 had a $30 million budget. Mm-hmm. That's a good it, point. By the way, just for the record, Double Dragon actually uh, it did not well, but uh, it did not as poorly as Mario Brothers did. That That's terrible. Uh, before we get into everything, um, I made this announcement two years ago, and now we are two years later. I went back because I was like, huh, this seems interesting, um, but I can't believe this is happening. Uh, tonight, when you're listening to the show, fans... Also know, and Eric and Ryan do not know this yet either, tonight is our 200th 
hundredth episode of Movie Guys podcast. Wow, this really? Two hundredth episode. Two years ago it was Solo. It's pretty what, super. Solo was our one hundredth. So tonight is our two hundredth episode, and we're gonna kick it off with Super Mario Brothers. There's a lot of history with this one. I'm not gonna get into the whole history of this, but Eric is right. I've been, I've been, I've been uh, open the door, get on the floor with the dinosaur song all week. Been listening to the soundtrack, hyped as hell to talk about this movie with you guys. And I will tell you that Nintendo sold the rights to the producers for two million dollars, and they did not have an interest at all. The negotiation was simply this. Give us $2 million, do what you want. We don't care. We got <sighs> Super Mario World 3 coming out. Oh, well, uh, that was a big game. I mean, they, yeah, you had the the Wiz probably did more for video games than this movie. Now, nowadays in 2020, I mean, like, you would think Nintendo would be all over this, but this is true, and this is crazy. I want to hear your guys' opinion about it. The, the Nintendo never made a full-length theatrical film after this movie until Detective Pikachu. Well, that's where the upswing started to happen. Now, actually, here's here's something, because we've had a, uh, a hot decade of Marvel movies, of superhero movies, right? And we're getting to a point of oversaturation now where... The world is going to become so big, and it's going to be hard for people to keep up. There's too many movies for them to watch. You know, I have to watch the TV shows now. Oh, no, you can watch the movies. Everything's going to be hard. So what will uh, the next kind of upswing be? I, I wonder if it's going to be video game movies. Because we've been seeing more and more of them come out um, within recent years than we have before. I just Sonic really Hedgehog, hope we don't get a universe. Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider Rampage, um, Detective Pikachu. You know, so uh, I, I wonder if we'll get maybe some more video game movies, if that's going to be the new the new thing, if uh, oh, because there's a, a lot of intellectual property. There's a Super Mario Brothers movie coming out in 2022. I think it's an animated movie. And I hope John Licuizamo voices Luigi. They might do have, they have to do some sort of Easter egg, right? I'm wondering if it's coinciding with the Nintendo Land at Universal Studios, the theme park in Florida. Ah, uh, yeah, it might uh, have something to do with that. Uh, I'm curious just just to see. Do we know it's going to be CGI then, right? Eh. Yeah, it's 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 going to be an animated. It's not going to be live action. Well, here's this thing: is that because the last two movies that have been crazy successful have been this nice little merger of real and cartoon. Well, I think the difference between the like a uh, Detective Pikachu and Sonic versus a Mario movie is that Mario has a distinctive look. Like that character has a distinctive look. He's not a you know, a, a mouse that can shoot electricity or something that's called a hedgehog that can run really fast. You know, he's he, he, technically human. So it's hard. It would be hard to put him in a real world setting uh, with live action elements because they want to retain that the visual of what they have established is Mario. Or well, it would be real life Mario against cartoon Bowser and... Well, it's just it. It's like that's a big that's a big creative decision because obviously we have this movie, which I don't know if the directors or ever just had never played 
a Mario game before, or if they, or if they were just like, yeah, you know, this is, we'll just. There may have been a point I I feel in this movie where they got to a point where they're just like, oh shit, we're in real deep here, and we should have backed out a long time ago, but they just have to kind of keep on it. They just have to, they have to finish it. Just, you know, they're just like, oh, just wrap this up, everybody. The studio fired. This is a husband and wife duo, director team. The studio fired them twice and removed them from the set, and they sued to get back on the set twice. Wonderful. Uh, well, it, it definitely that attention to detail definitely shows on screen. Dennis Hopper said in all of his years of acting, this was the worst production he has ever fucking done. Yeah. Well. It's not like it was the best acting he's ever done either. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, he's handed in, and I, I'm curious about some stories we got into, and I know Eric, you have a story, and I'm curious about Ryan's opinion, but I, I, I do want to make this very clear to people that don't know now. It's very famous, but there is a website dedicated to this movie called SNB, right? Super Mario Brothers Archive.com. And there's videos on there, and there's an interview with John Leguizamo, and he said that every single shot, every frame of John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins, they are obliterated drunk. Even when they're driving the plumber van in the beginning, down New York streets, they're just wasted. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. I wonder how many takes it took them... (laughs) To, to get all their lines right without slurring. Right. Ryan, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious so far, bud. What do you think of this one, man? Um, it's a thing that happened. It exists. Uh, there's a record that will live on forever. I do find it very interesting when they do adaptations because you will have the original creator's intent, and then obviously someone else has to interpret it when they write the screenplay, and then somebody else has to interpret it when they shoot it. And to go from, because I'm assuming I'm assuming it's Super Mario 3 would have been the big one. Because Super Mario World, I guess Super Mario World might have been the big one because they've been out for a couple years at that point. But they don't really. Anyways, to go from what we played in the video games to what we saw on the screen is a leap in imagination I was not prepared to take. Okay, continue. But no, it's just I I, I don't quite get um, how you have these, like, this sort of Batman or Beetlejuice-esque set design with this very childish humor. Like, the setting is dark, but the script is very light. You know, like, it it seems like... I know know on set they were rewriting the script daily, but I I don't know. I feel like they could have done something... Once they, they they should have stopped once they had the sets built because that I feel is the biggest kicker to it all. Do you know who the set decorator of of this movie, Ryan? Not off the top of my head. The set director of this movie was the set decorator for Blade Runner. I guess that makes sense. You I mean, don't a lot hire. Of, did you get like the use the leftovers from that? <laughs> this from that movie. This Dino Hatton, of course. The real Manhattan's called Manhattan, so in this world it's Dino Hatton. This was filmed in an abandoned steel mill, which explains why you get the big steel, whatever, concrete pouring machine at the end between Mario and Koopa, because that was just there in the steel mill, and they used it. There's a lot of uh, Academy Award nominees and one winner. Like, There's a lot of like highly regarded work 
go like people working on this movie. Like the main producer is Roland Jaffe. This guy that made he made a very good movie called The Killing Fields. Um, very serious movie about the Khmer, Khmer Rouge um, government in the 1960s and 70s. He made one called The Mission. He makes all these like serious historical films, and then he is the lead producer on this movie. It's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. But I want to hear Eric's story real quick, because he brought up something with... He brought up a story uh, before we recorded, and I'm curious, because I missed some of it, about your story uh, with your significant other here on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, I like to do my homework. I watch this movie when I when I can on my, my free time. Um, everything got caught up, and I uh, was unable to do that. And so uh, Saturday night, when... Uh, Girlfriend comes over. Um, what do you want to do? It's like, oh, good news for you. We're going to sit down and watch Mario Brothers, the movie, because I need to for this podcast. And um, she, with a heavy sigh, says, okay, is it like the video game Mario? She thinks that she's heard of it and hasn't really seen it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, just like the video game. So sit yourself <laughs> down, and we're going to watch this one together. Um, I was telling you guys that I, I'm pretty sure it was around five uh, just head turns from certain scenes in the movie where I'm looking for a reaction. I definitely get one. And she just looks over just like, well, like, what, why did you, why did you do this? Why did you say this was the movie we needed to watch? It was uh, not good results. Um, there were a few attempts to turn it off. Uh, oh, but really? Yeah. I think it was after the dino dance scene, the elevator scene. Nice. Because there Which was, is crazy. there was There's a lot of a questions. Strip club sequence. In a child's movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, there was a lot of questions about that, about Dino Hatton, or whatever was going on there. Um, it seemed like that was basically it, because everything else outside of that was just desert, right? Right, which makes no sense. Okay, okay, so let's, so let's, so let's, so let's get into it. One of the things Mushroom Kingdom has is, is been uh, is turned into something else. Uh, What's well, that understanding of it? It's the Mushroom Kingdom, but okay. So I was curious about this. I watched this with my wife. I haven't seen this since college. And the movie starts off with uh, baby Daisy in an egg. And she gets dropped off at this nunnery. And the egg hatches and it's a baby with no belly button, by the way. I paid close attention. She has no belly button. Why would she? Right? Okay. But then she goes her whole life at, let's say, the age 22 when this movie starts because she says that she graduated from NYU. So she's 22, 23. Daisy's 22, 23. She says, you know, she she doesn't know about this other dimension. I Googled it today, right? Reptiles, females, still have a menstruation cycle to a way. They just lay unfertilized eggs. So did... Daisy lay unfertilized egg when she hit puberty, and she thought that was normal because she's actually a dinosaur in a human body. You was are. That your first, uh, was that your first thought when when you were like, if she's a dinosaur, how's Luigi gonna bang her? No, no, Did not she good. menstruate. No, no, it was just, it was just, it was just, it was just a rabbit hole of things that led me to that, and it was because because she kept on making a point that she. That she didn't know that she was a princess. She didn't know about this dimension. She didn't know, she didn't know, she didn't know, she didn't know. And then I thought to myself, well, she was born without a belly button. So she would have to, 
I mean, like, I mean, my 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 three year old understands what a belly button is. Should she would have to see her peers have belly buttons? Hey, wait a minute! Hit puberty. Why am I pushing an egg out of my vagina? Maybe uh, you'll get an answer uh, when the sequel comes out. Never comes out. Come on, you guys aren't telling me that that's not a legitimate good question because they should have thought of something like that. Because this is. One of the scripts from that SMB archive website was this was a Wizard of Oz ripoff, and that's literally what this should have been. This should have been a Wizard of Oz ripoff. There should 100%. have been many different things, to be honest. But um, to to question like Daisy's a, a, anatomy, like that's the first thing. That's, that's one the of the first things I have because it doesn't make any sense. That's the first thing. She's a dinosaur. Sure. She doesn't know she's a dinosaur. Well, if we're gonna go to to that part, I would I would say that why is Princess Toadstool a dinosaur or dinosaur? Also, if she's if she's out of an egg, then why is her dad like he got de-evolved into into a fungus? Is he a dinosaur too, though? Like if yeah yeah everybody's dinosaurs. Well, they're not. We don't know that dinosaurs. They are. They evolved from reptiles, from dinosaurs. Like we evolved from primates. Okay. Yeah, primates. So they are humanoid, but they're not dinosaurs. So she may have developed a regular oh humanistic uh, <laughs> uh, menstruation cycle. All right. Well, we spent way too much time on on this. Sorry that that part ruined the movie for you, Jordan. No, it didn't. I'm just, it was a question. So, in the original game, we had the Mario brothers. We had Mario and Luigi. They were brothers. In this movie, Luigi is an adopted brother of Mario. He was like, he was my he was my brother, my sister, my father, my mother. Um, and it's Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. So, Ryan, I'm going to ask you first because you've never seen it. What do you think of Bob Hoskins as Mario and John Leguizamo as Luigi. What do you think of these two? I actually like John Leguizamo in this movie. Thank he's you. Very entertaining. He's, he's probably so the best fun. part of it. Yes. Yeah, he's very fun. Um, like John Leguizamo in the '90s was pretty good. Um, Tu Wong Fu, this, the pest. Like he's pretty legit. Even Spawn. I don't like Spawn, but he's pretty good at Spawn. And his um, specials too. I've never actually seen any of his stand-up specials. Pretty good. They're more like one-man shows, but go ahead. Bob Hoskins uh, is a curmudgeon, and I f- like I felt kind of bad for Bob Hoskins because it's very obvious he does not want to be here, saying these things and doing these activities. He would much rather be somewhere else. And like I understand, John Leguizamo said that they hated it, but you can't really tell John Leguizamo. So like, yeah, uh, John Leguizamo is really good in this movie. Well, this was after Roger Rabbit, right? Like he did Robert Ra- Roger Rabbit in this, right? Yeah. Okay. I am not a Nintendo guy. I have probably played less than five Nintendo games my whole life. Uh, But I know they're not dinosaurs. So my question to you, Eric, is why do you think they go with dinosaurs in this? Because King Koopa or Bowser looks like a dinosaur in the games? Um, So when this movie came out, what was it? Uh, 93. um, uh, 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Mario games were were out at that time? Uh, Mario three came out. Just Mario three. Mario came World out? came out in ninety. I thought. Yeah, let me. I'm getting up. Pulling up the series right now. Here. I'm just curious uh, about dinosaurs. Here we go. Super Mario World uh, came out in 1990 uh, in Japan. So it's been out for a little bit. So there you go. Super Mario World had a lot to do with the whole Dino um, world, and that may have been a big influence. 
just because you had the Koopa Kids going around, you had a lot more reptilian you know, dino enemies. You had Yoshi, obviously the introduction of, uh, of Yoshi in the game too. Mm-hmm. So maybe they went around that route because the first three games were more around a toad stool centric type of thing. Very quickly, very quickly. Um, Ryan, I got to know. Again, Eric, I'm sorry. I'm just curious from a guy who's never seen this yet. Ryan, what would you think of Dennis Hopper's performance here as King Koopa? I mean, I'm so- Trump, clearly. Well, he's very clearly Donald Trump. Um, terrible. Uh, he's not good at all. His line readings are weird and odd, but not in a good way, not in a fun way. Uh, he looks physically gross. Like, I wouldn't want to touch him. What about the hair, though? The hair is amazing. The hair is, is, it's, you know, it's okay. It's what it is. So, again, it's another stylistic choice by the creators of the movie that I just, uh, it's a big leap in imagination for me. Like, how do you get from this to that? You see, the funny um, thing is, yeah. Because, yeah. basically, go no, on I, that. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you because I'm, I'm curious on what you think of this one because I was looking up on it a few weeks ago, a few days ago. And I guess in this time period when they made the movie, Donald Trump was the bunt of the joke in America at this point in time. And this guy looks like Trump, he acts like Trump, and he even has Koopa Tower, hence Trump Tower. I mean, like, this guy's Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, crazy. he's Trump in the same way that Biff was Trump in Back to the Future Part Two. I mean, I could also argue that they're kind of like a, uh, um, what's a, a Wall Street, Gordon Gecko. So kind of like that that same kind of um, mogul esque uh, um, type type person, but yeah, I, I could definitely see the the similarities. Now now now, Big Bertha's in this movie. She is the bouncer of a club, and the MacGuffin of the movie is that the meteorite came and struck the Earth sixty five million years ago. But there's a mm-hmm. shard of this meteorite that the king has, and now the princess has, and Koopa needs to get this shard of meteorite to connect back into the meteorite so we can merge the two dimensions into one to take over the human world. There you go. There's the basic plot. I did not know that Big Bertha, the, uh, the oversized woman in red, is actually the name of Big Bertha the fish in one of the Mario games. Now, how do you get from a big red fish to this... I don't know. Well, you just gotta. I feel like they they had a list of all the intellectual property characters that they bought, and they're just like, okay, they just went down the list and be like, okay, you know, casting call you. Uh, you are. Let's go down the list. Uh, Bertha. Yep, yep. You. You are uh, Toad. Yeah, and they just. I think that's. <laughs> I feel like that's just kind of how it was. Eric, I, do you have yeah. any idea why in the hell the cars are? Electric? No, I, I have no idea why they decided to do any... For the set that they did, I have no idea. It seems like in, in this this um, this mall that they... Uh, the world that they put themselves in where you can drive through, that it's basically like three levels. The bottom level is just basically chaos in a driving uh, demolition derby. The second level and the third level looks like they're all composed of... Either uh, shops to where you can buy thwomp boots or dance clubs. Strip clubs, really? Well, clubs. How about we'll just, we'll just put a, a broad uh, uh, label on that one and just say clubs for all sorts. You know, whatever club you want, there's a there's a club for you there, you know? 
I just don't understand why the cars are electric. I mean, like, it's probably because they don't have oil, I'm assuming. Oh, that might be a good... Yeah, because they would be the oil, right? They don't want to use their own brethren, I guess. Oil is dead dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, that is... Die. That is a keen movie detail. Fuck, you can throw that on some Reddit there to make some karma. Did I just... Did I just get smart for five seconds there? I, I don't know if it was accidental, but... I think it was it, accidental smartness. I, I can tell you right now, that's actually a pretty legit point there. I think you stumbled onto something. Hey, hey, you heard it here. Heard, heard it here. I had, I had five seconds of being smart. Now, let me drink a, a swig of bush light and let's get dumb again. Um, I also like the little detail later in the film where a, a skeleton corpse is on front of one of the police cars because it got electrified. Um, now, as a kid, I saw this in theaters. And how do I know that? There was a mall that's no longer here in my area, and the poster of the Mario Brothers was there. And I and I and I remember in '93 begging my dad. I was born in '87, so I was a young pos, and I'm sure my dad wanted to kill me watching this movie. But as a kid, I loved it, and I think that's the problem with this movie is that I think anybody from 30 to 40 dislike this movie for nostalgia this movie's not good it's, it's the movie's not gonna get a good popcorn rating from me but this movie holds a place in my heart i guess just because of nostalgia but anybody under the age of 30 or over, or over the age of 40 just absolutely hate this movie because they didn't grow up with it but i tell you the one thing that i want from this movie back in 93 and now as a grown man i want those goddamn jump boots those yeah. boots are awesome tell me those boots are not awesome well, okay, so even better uh, than than the boots, because obviously those boots are that's just that's just not gonna happen, you know, the way that like someone's gonna get hurt. Although, mm-hmm. also by the way, if if those boots actually did exist, only Bertha and the brothers used it, and Koopa once. Like, why, you're telling me that people wouldn't just be jumping using those things constantly? Hell yeah, they would. Anyway. Right. No, uh, no, around- Eric, 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 that's a good point. It's like, why isn't everybody using this? I mean, like, there, there's a lot of things they could have established in this movie to be why is. Because one of the things that doesn't make any sense is they arrive in Dino Hatton, all the shit ensues, they then escape Dino Hatton and is in the desert, and then they go back to Dino Hatton. That doesn't make sense. They should have started in the desert and worked their way to Dino Hatton, a we, la you know, Wizard was- of Oz. You know what was really badass is that there was this was a magical time in the '90s, early '90s, where like some of the imagination was was kind of coming true, and so even though these boots didn't exist, I remember clearly just because again as a kid, it just everything absorbed, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm like uh, nine years old at this time, so third grade. I'm I'm loving this movie, right? Uh, even though it's dog shit, but I remember the year after MTV um, did its its usual summer block of just trash TV, and they did competitive series. They had a, a series called Sandblast that was very popular for a few years. And basically during the summer or like a spring break type of thing, they would, you know, obviously a lot of young kids would be on the beach. They would hold, MTV would hold competitions, uh, like, you know, kind of gladiatorial or like physical competitions on these beaches and, you know, whatever the hell. You can imagine prizes. They have this thing called like a launch pad that they use for the Sandblast for some of these uh, obstacles. And this is what it reminded me of because it was badass. It was like this 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 uh, uh, sensitive plate, uh, kind of like um, the setup, almost like a um, like a spring loaded type of thing. But it was like hydraulics because when the contestants would run on this thing, it would 
they'd step on this like this little like a uh, square like this pad thing and you'd hear the hydraulics just whoosh, just launch them just like in the boots in this movie and they'd, they'd just go whoo and they'd launch and i was like damn this is some dope shit i want i think these boots could be possible the Sadly boots are not. possible because unfortunately nickelodeon came out with them later with moon boots is what they called so in the mario game uh, in the very first one, you got these enemies, your basic enemies, which were Goombas, which were mushrooms with, with, with feet. How do you go from mushrooms with feet to small head lizards? Ryan, what was your first reaction or your opinion of the Goombas in this one? Well, I mean, I had seen the Goombas before. Um, it's like he said earlier, I'm very well aware of the movie and all the issues behind it and its reception. I do think they're weird looking. I don't I don't understand. I get because they're lizards, they have small brains. But I don't understand why they have the one they de-evolve, their heads get tinier. And, but and, their and body... The, yeah, they get bigger, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange strange thing. My first uh, thought, though, when, when he first de-evolves Toad and he comes out and King Koopa is, is saying there is like when he's talking to him and just keeps saying Goomba over and over Goomba mm-hmm. Goomba. First thing that went through my mind was like him if he was if he was saying Maga Maga. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Good catch. This this uh, movie was made by a time traveler. There there we go. All right, Ryan. Ryan, what do you think of Yoshi? Um, actually, it's a pretty cute puppet. Um, kind of grotesque, but cute. Doesn't look like what Yoshi looks like in the games or any, any popular media, but... Has the long I mean, tongue! Does the trick uh, yeah, for being a pet. The thing that bothered me, though, is when Daisy is in that room with Yoshi, and when she's being held prisoner for, like, what, 15 minutes of screen time, and then she escapes, and she after the one lady tries to kill her... Uh, Lena tries to kill her, and when she goes and meets her dad, and Yoshi just comes into the room, and she pulls the knife out, and then she, without even using the knife, takes the collar off of him. Yeah. Like, you could have done that the whole time you were in the room with him, and you didn't. That's a good point. You even acknowledged, you dumb bitch, that he was a prisoner (laughs) just like you. (laughs) Well, we get to the point, we get the point of the movie now. Right, we still got forty minutes to go, but in the but now we finally get the cape and cowl. Finally, we get Mario in red and Luigi in green. And I, guys, I'm not gonna lie to you here. When I watched this recently with my wife a few days ago, I I perked up in my chair. I'm like, okay, here we go. The cape and cowl's on. Like I was. Loving Whoa, the ride. Did you not like the, uh, the the pimp yellow suit? The there? pimp suits were amazing, and Bob Hoskins trying to get a jewel off of a very broad-chested woman in a PG child's movie is very, very funny. But, Jesus Christ. But the green and red suit, they look great. Come on, guys, right? They look great. Yeah. No? I mean, like... Mario Mario has that Italian hat. I don't know what you call it. I have one myself. I call it a golfer's hat or a dad's it's hat. Like a, yeah, it's like a cabbie. Right? And then you got, you know, John Leguizamo, who identified with a 93 with the backwards hat, man. All he needed was the Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, and Taz with the crisscross, you know, with the pants 
backwards and shit, and he was ready oh, to go. Yeah, he was boy. he was fresh prince, man. Real fresh. God damn. Ryan, what'd you think of this? Oh, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I mean, at this point, I'd kind of checked out of the movie. <laughs> um, but, you know, I understand. Like, I, I did notice before Luigi was always wearing red and Mario had some form of green on. And I didn't know if they were doing that on purpose or not, but I don't think they were. I, like, I mean, obviously it was a choice, but it serves no purpose in the movie itself. Um, but it is kind of a dumb, a dumb thing where they get their iconic outfits and their iconic colors just because they grabbed them out of a locker. Janitor? No, I'm sorry. Was it a janitor or was it a plumber? That doesn't matter. It's. God, I think it was janitors, but yeah. it's amazing. And then we, of course, in the game, in the original game, we get the big battle with Mario on the bridge against Bowser, who was King Koopa. They're both the same things, and we get that bridge fight here, and we get a T Rex Koopa before he gets into a primordial ooze. I want to hear what Ryan has to say, but Eric, this battle was awesome, right? With special with Babam. Come on now. Well, I. That was the only good part, because other, other than that, the fight is pretty dumb in a typical Zenny's fashion, where, like, you know, the one person, it's hit for hit. You know, one person punches, and then the enemy, like, waits for the other punch, and then, you know, it's that's that's not how it happens. It's kind of silly, but whatever. Uh, um, I think it's uh, fun that we get the homage to, like, uh, the, the bridge, and then I think at the end, in that um, whatever... Uh, 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 thing that Koopa is in at the end, uh, where he turns into the T-Rex. The poor, that's, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, that's the same uh, kind of vessel that he flies in around in in Super Mario World at the end, in that, that little flower ship of his. So it kind of looks the same, even though it's obviously not colored the same, doesn't look uh, or designed the same, but it's still kind of a pod that's suspended in midair, and we got Mario kind of um, fighting him in it. So it's kind of as close as you're going to get. But the the bomb is definitely the best part, especially because it's this little thing, and when he whips it out, everyone's just like, oh, shit. Ba-bomb! bomb <laughs> So that, that, part, that part was pretty funny. So um, that's the end of the movie, but did you guys stay for after the credits for the after-credits stinger? Well, you skipped the uh, Back to the Future-esque setup for the sequel that we're going to... We're, we're still hotly anticipating. Go ahead. Yeah, you exactly. go and talk about that before we talk about the after-credits stinger. Go ahead. It's, it's literally nothing. They're standing there Three weeks later. Oh, three weeks later. Yeah, but... Well, well, hey, hold on here. Let's let's take it nice and easy, boys. Okay? Uh, so as you can imagine, Mario and Luigi uh, triumph, and they beat Koopa. Uh, we get to the real climax, which is when... Um, Oh, Koopa's hench lady, Leela or Leela or whatever the hell—it doesn't matter what her name is. She looked like Birdo um, <laughs> from the series, by the way, with that hair, that beehive hair. Uh, where she had grabbed the last part of the meteor and was trying to merge the worlds together. Uh, by the way, we do get a little bit of a, uh, of a world merge, but it's just kind of silly. They really don't make much mention of it. They just kind of act like it's oh yeah, just another day in New York, huh? Crazy, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of a weird thing how they do that, but uh, obviously they stop her or she's unable to to do the stone because she's not the chosen one. Um, the Princess Peach or I'm sorry Daisy actually is, so she has to be staying here. She's like, hey, I'm just gonna stay here. You guys gotta go back. No, wait, I love you. Yeah, well, too fucking bad. I gotta kind of found this other gig I gotta do. Oh wait, come back. Blah blah blah. And separation. Mario and Luigi go back along with all the other princesses. Daisy stays back. 
in the dinosaur world to stay with her father and with Toad and Yoshi, and they're going to make shit happen. Three weeks later, Luigi is watching not the real news, but like uh, uh, weird conspiracy news. Uh, so that was weird. And Mario and his girlfriend, um, who's not Princess Peach, Paula. she's a Paula. She is an Italian girl from the Bronx. So it's the same thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they watch on the news, and then suddenly they are kicked in uh, by a visitor who is Daisy, and she's got a gun, and she's a mess, still wearing the same clothes, mind you. And she says um, something to the effect of, "Oh, you'll never, you'll never believe what happened to me," or something like that. And then fade to black. Credits roll. Original score by by Roxette. <laughs> Roxette. You no. know, and then the, that's what it was. I think it was original original song composed by Roxette, which I'm sure they were happy to have their name up on that one. So, in an interview, their only interview with these with this with with these directors, this husband and wife director, they said, and I completely believe this is bullshit. But according to the directors, they said that this movie was intended to be a prequel. And then the sequel was going to be Mushroom Kingdom, Mario Brothers, the way we know it. Oh, now that would be dope. And unfortunately, I've heard this excuse before with the recent Warcraft movie, and that's just some goddamn garbage. Uh, listen, if you're going to make that movie, make that fucking movie. Don't don't intend it. Like, If you're going to make the movie, make the movie. Don't say, oh, well, we meant it to... No, that's a cop-out. Make the movie. It is a cop-out. So this is the after credit stinger. I've heard of this. I wanted to watch it. The after credit stinger is two characters we have not talked about in this review. Spike and the other guy. The two Iggy. henchmen. Iggy. They are sitting in a room with Japanese businessmen. Koopa Kids, by the way, are their names. And the Japanese businessmen say, we want to make a game based off of your experience tell us your story and then they say well we're going to call the game super goomba brothers boom black well that's uh, unfortunately i didn't get to stay around the theaters for that one so i i don't get it like they if they really had planned to do so much more for this movie then like i i guess they 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 could have I don't know. It, it doesn't matter either way. Bob Hoskins, R.I.P. Rest his soul. We're not gonna get, we're not gonna get the justice that we deserve here. Well, here's the thing, and we've gone on pretty long here with this one, but here's the thing: the directors, the 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 directors of this movie wanted to make a Tim Burton Batman movie. That was a part of their interview that I was reading today on the internet. Mm. Is that they wanted to make a serious movie? They wanted to make a PG thirteen movie. They wanted to make a movie from content they have never before seen. Hundred percent. And the producers, that's why they fired him twice and booted him off the set. And the director sued from the director's guild twice to get back on the set, it was because the producers said no. They ran out of money. Their budget was only $20 million to start. And then when they ran out of money, 
they went to a distributor, the producers did, to get $27 more million. That's why the budget's $47 million. So you have so many different cooks in this kitchen trying to make a fucking movie, and nobody's making a fucking risotto. You know what I mean? Like, they're just all trying to make something that's just not at all going to work. That's what happened with this movie. Well, I, this is, sounds like a, a tragedy. Uh, another Hollywood tragedy of just something that just never got off the ground, huh? I, I guess. I guess, but I am curious to hear about people's popcorn rings on this one. So, Eric, we'll go with you first because I want to save Ryan here. Eric, I mean, it's no question, right? What's your popcorn rating for Super Mario Brothers 93? I mean, listen, I, I would like to say that, that my nostalgia is going to provide some sort of saving grace to this. It was bad then. It's bad now. It's not the movie that I wanted then. It's not the movie that nobody wanted. Um, this is, uh, it's a one bag just because of how ridiculous it is. You can have some fun shitting on this movie. Um, You're giving this a small bag? Listen, this is, this is a bad movie, dude. I'm not, I'm not ever going to watch this movie again. I mean, I, you say I, that, I, you say that until you have kids in the future. I, I guess, but I would hope by then that maybe you have a new Mario movie. By then, maybe. Because we, there's, there's going to be a lot more video game movies that are coming out. I really do feel like this is going to be the start of something new here, dude, because we have, um, Uncharted. Which is scheduled to slated to release. We have uh, the people who did Chernobyl are, are now doing a Last of Us series. Um, Call of Duty is going to make a series uh, of movies. Um, Rainbow Six. Tom Clancy's already doing a bunch of. He already did a bunch of Jack Ryan's, right? Um, Minecraft's making a movie. It, this is happening. The new comic book wave that we saw in the last decade is going to turn into video game movies because there's all all this intellectual property that's available, and I think we're just we're going to see more of it. So. Um, hopefully we don't see another Mario Brothers like this. Again, this is a bad movie. So many questions. I'm giving it one, just or a uh, half, a small bag out of out of sheer nostalgia and just shitability. Done. You know, uh, I, I gave it one. Uh, yeah, I give it one fucking mushroom. All right. Well, I, I myself am gonna this one a bag of kernels. I mean, this is not a good movie. It wasn't a good movie then. It was. It's not a good movie now. Of course. Um, of course, when I was younger in 93, I identified with Luigi. Luigi was fun. He was the cool character, right? And still to this day, if I play a Mario game, I always pick Luigi. I think it's because of this movie. Because Luigi was cool and hip, you know? He was Fresh Prince, right? Like, that's that was cool. So that's who I identified with, I guess I would say, in 1993. This movie was not good then, again, and it's not good now. But my God, um... There's a lot of memories, though, when I watch this. And I, I think I'm contradicting myself when I said there's a lot of good memories because I remember just having so much fun watching this back then. Well, then why don't you uh, kick open the door, Jordan? And, uh, get on the floor? And walk the dinosaur? Why don't you uh, start walking the dinosaur? There you go. But, you know, this being Movie Guys podcast... And seen a lot of movies these past five years, especially 200 episodes deep. This is this is probably this is Tank Girl bad. This is this is definitely a bag of kernels for me, Ryan. I've been chomping at the bit all day to hear your popcorn rating. I know what it is. I bet. What is Large your popcorn rating? Double bag with Super Mario Brothers, man. Uh, it's a toughie. This is a, it's a tough one to grade from my perspective because I think it's garbage. I think it's absolute trash. Um, it, it's it's an interesting artifact from the era because this feels like 
these mature kids movies that were popular in the late 80s and the early 90s. These these movies that were dark, but they were aimed at like teenagers and younger. Like Batman, 89, Beetlejuice, I mentioned earlier, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. these sort of movies. But it's made by people who are basically incompetent. Uh, the script does not match the sets built or the style of filmmaking and it's very interesting um i do like john leguizamo i do like the sets of uh dino hatton um but the story's absolutely ridiculous um the dennis hopper is egregiously bad in this movie and a lot of the decisions they make throughout are confusing and or i just wrong so um as low them as i am to do it i am going to go ahead and give this one a bag of kernels whoa your um, first one god come on guys give it some yeah. credit dennis hopper is he's been far worse than this have we seen space truckers that's a valid point so then you do not bash Bob Hoskins or John Leguizamo getting completely obliterated, trashed every day by alcohol. Absolutely not. If th- this movie, like seeing the product on screen, I can understand why. Because, like I said, there are a lot of decisions that are just confusing. I read this today too. Dennis Hopper signed a contract to film for five weeks. He stopped filming after seventeen weeks. Whoa! Jesus the project, Christ. I guess. This this sounds like it was just a nightmare project, man. Like it it just seventeen weeks. You know, like it just sounds like it just never kept on. It never saw an end. Oh, I just feel I feel bad. There had to have been such dismay from everyone involved in this movie. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to our Super Mario Super Mario Brothers review. I was excited to talk about this one. This was the first video game movie, and we're going to do a continuation of our video game series with Sonic the Hedgehog. We've been waiting for a few months to review this, and now we're finally getting ready to review it. And I'm expecting Super Mario Brothers because Jim Carrey is Dr. Eggman, and this is something I want to see. I mean, who doesn't want to see Jim Carrey as the supervillain? Should be fun. So next week, look for our review of Sonic the Hedgehog. Eric and Ryan, thank you so much for listening, uh, for joining me on this one. And thank you, fans, for listening. Make sure to check us out on all the social media platforms. Thank you again, and have a good night.